Hello, Herd. This is your Herd leader, John Wayne. And this is Megan, now holding a small sloth. I wasn't going to acknowledge that. But welcome to our very first episode of Data Dump. This is a show that we're going to do every Tuesday where we're going to kind of run down and discuss uh, current events, news, uh, any updates uh, pertaining to any sort of Star Wars-y stuff. Um, we've got a pretty packed out episode this week because uh, we're kind of including a bit because we really don't have much of an audience to know what our audience likes. So uh, mm. be sure to kind of interact with us and tell us what you liked, what you didn't. Uh, one way that we're going to kind of help with this is we're going to record um, all of our episodes, not just Data Dump, but all shows that we do are going to be done in sections. Um, they'll be titled in uh, timestamps, so that way if gaming isn't your thing, you can skip the gaming news. If you know, the reading, if you don't read the books or the comics or anything, you can skip right over that. Uh, wh whatever it is, you know, you can get right to what you want from our show uh, and skip over the rest. But our hope is that you'll engage with everything that we put out there. So maybe if you're not a gamer, maybe something we talk about will encourage and entice you into doing it. Maybe if you're not a reader, maybe this will get you to pick up a book. Read a book. <laughs> it's it's good for you. Um so hopefully you check out everything, but if not, we're going to make it uh, possible for you to get straight to what you want. So uh, what do we have first? Well, first off, John, we have our gaming news. Are you excited? I'm excited. Um, you like video games? I do, and I'm at, at this point the only one that plays any Star Wars video games uh, in this relationship. So They move too fast. <laughs> um so some cool things came out for Battlefront from EA. So uh, back at E3, um, EA announced that Obi-Wan, Anakin, Grievous, Grievous uh, and Dooku will be coming to Battlefront 2, uh, as well as new clone skins and new large-scale map in the form of Geonosis. That's the bug planet, right? Yes, actually. Yes. Um, and so I, I play a lot of Battlefront, um, and so I'm really excited about this. I'm slowly getting good at the heroes thing, so having Anakin and Grievous will probably uh, up my hours of gaming at uh, hero versus villains. Have um, I ever told you you're my hero? Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, so, but we actually have some updates coming out this week. Um, this Wednesday, actually. So Battlefront updates as of August 29th. The 41st Elite Corps, which are the Kashyyyk Troopers, uh, and the 327th Star Corps, which are Aayla Secura's Troopers, uh, their skins um, will be made available in this update. There'll be 20,000 per class, so that's Assault Heavy Specialist, or 40,000 for all three, which is a really good deal. Hmm. Um and word for it. the heroes will be 35,000 uh, credits per as well. Um, skins and heroes cost is getting updated and will be determined uh, by research into how quickly players are earning credits and how much credits the average player already has. So the hope is from EA uh, to make purchasing uh, more accessible for all, um, which I'm incredibly thankful for because... Uh, it, it used to be very outrageous with the ranking system of, you know, this skin could be average, this could be legendary. Uh, and, um, I mean, when the solo skins came out, uh, the new solo Lando and Chewbacca were all like 80,000, um, mm. which I had no hope of acquiring at that point. I was not that avid at that point. Only in the last couple of months have I started playing. I've, I'm up to 200,000, which means I've got enough for 
Obi-Wan and Grievous and the clone packages that are going to be coming out soon. But that's about it right now. So what you're saying is that this update has given you a new hope? Uh, more hope. Oh. Uh, and we'll, we'll talk about in that in the discussion part. Um, but so the rest of the update, the big thing is the, the clone skins, which I'm really excited about. Um, and that we actually will have two more clone skin packages to follow. Uh, two per so that'll mean that'll mean we're getting four more skins um, which again we'll kind of discuss a little bit glad that Saphidius money finally came in <laughs> um, so other updates in in this uh, on August 29th the Naboo hangar um, which is a fun map that's available in heroes versus villains right now will be coming to blast and arcade and the cool thing if you're like me and you like prequel era uh, content maps characters and such uh, there will be a button now in, uh, I believe, Arcade, uh, where if you like those maps, it'll prioritize those maps for you, which is really great because I usually get stuck on like Tatooine or the Death Star a lot. Um, that happened to Vader quite a few times. Too, so <laughs> his, two, his two favorite places. <laughs> sand. I hear sand. Um, <coughs> so, That's my Skywalker voice, by the way. Right. You'll, you'll learn Just that all Skywalkers quickly. sound like, like that. Guys, this is what we're going to call you for some power converters, <laughs> mom. Um, uh, more, a more extensive breakdown of points per earned per match is going to be available. Really what this means is other details uh, are going to be available alongside your kills and assists and deaths. Um, stuff that'll tell you how well you were playing the objective, uh, your t overall um, score and uh, placement on the map. It, it'll basically make everything viewable from one screen, which is really nice. And I don't believe uh, yet they've made a way for you to see you're playing the objective score. So that's really nice because uh, I get really ticked off in extraction when I'm leading the charge and getting the shipment out and uh, I don't get to see how well I did, how much credit I get for that. Um, yes, so I've heard. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that'll be available at the end of every uh, match now. And the other thing really is just that uh, the next roadmap update will come this week. Uh, and in the update, they'll give a breakdown of the fall and winter seasons and provide details on future content uh, to expect month by month. Um, so for, for this really, and I know I know clone squads and battalions and stuff like that mm -hmm. more uh but i, I kind of wanted to just talk about the possible um clone skins that'll follow this one the the elite core and the star core were both surprises to me i really w wasn't expecting that um uh, there seems to be a lot of positive attention around it um i i just i really didn't think they were that popular but the elite core is really great for like kashik indoor those those uh jungle planets um which will be cool star core um those are the yellow ones um gotcha uh that one i could take or leave really you can really tell how little i know about the clone wars by just how <laughs> how i describe it to I'm her grasping. <laughs> um <laughs> Well, so I'll, I'll, I'll just say my thoughts were that we're probably going to get the 501st with Anakin when he's released. Um, oh. uh, that Those are the troops uh, in Revenge of the Sith that march to the temple with him. I gotcha. Um, that would just be iconic. Uh, and then Obi-Wan will come with the 212th, which those things you were showing me on Pinterest, the orange troopers, that's those guys. 
Oh, okay. So, um, both 501st and 212th you'll get to know in the, um, the Clone Wars show. Yeah, I get a feeling that I'm going to be very sad. Yeah, she's talking <laughs> about the Ryloth, uh, part of clone wars so i don't know what that means <laughs> you will you will you will um so it leaves to um i guess guys let us know what you think they could be i kind of hope for the galactic marines uh which were with kiati moody on geonosis and on Magito. um those are really cool uh other than that i don't really know who else i'd, I'd kind of like to see shock troopers but i feel like we've already kind of got the red uh, covered. Um, and I'm also kind of hoping eventually we get cloned heroes like Rex, Cody, Bly, Gree, Thire, uh, and so forth. I think it would be cool. I mean, if, if we got Iden Versio as a hero, I think that they could easily make one clone hero, uh, and then just have you be able to change appearances on him. But hmm. let me know what you think. Um, you know, they only have to pay tomorrow more once. <laughs> tomorrow Morrison. Well, the thing is What's they've got, name? uh, Tamora Morrison. Tamora Morrison. Uh, gotcha. The thing is, the clones are done by D. Bradley Baker uh, because of his work on the Clone Wars, but Tamora Morrison came on for Boba Fett. Uh, what? <laughs> which really conflicts me because I love D. Bradley Baker. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, but my thing is, when you put him uh, as the voice of the clones and then put Tamora Morrison as Boba Fett, it's just so conflicting for me. It's like what they did in the Batman movie where they had Ralph finds Finney's whatever as Alfred but they had Eddie Izzard as Voldemort <laughs> it's just so weird it, it's it's twisted uh, around yeah. um D. Bradley Baker actually did a great Boba Fett in Force Unleashed uh take your word but I don't know um I just I love I love both so it's hard to take sides but I really just wish they would have gone with Tamar Morrison only um Daniel Logan Comes out of nowhere. He may be taking it up eventually. Who knows? Uh, so he'd be claiming his birthright. I do. I wanted to kind of talk about. So normally, when Battlefront Two had first come out, all of this kind of content you would be paying for, mm. like literally, or you'd be you'd be buying in-game currency for. Yeah, um, we've come leaps and bounds to where not only is it uh, available by in-game currency, which is all earnable if you play regularly. Uh, but it's actually very affordable. So mm-hmm. I'm wondering if that'll garner back some of uh, some of the fans. Um, I know from seeing um, some significant Battlefront things, thousands of people, uh, tens of thousands of people are still playing this game very regularly, very uh, intensely, um, and very casually as well. But, you know, it's still very popular, but I, I don't think it's as popular as it could be. And I, I do think there's ways to fix Battlefront um, for certain things, but I, I just I hope that getting rid of the pay-to-play and making it more accessible to access or accessible to access accessible to get these different heroes and characters. Um, I really hope it gets Battlefront back where it should be. But I feel like there's always going to be those that are like, "Oh, my Battlefront was better back in the day," and mm. yeah. We've never dealt with that in Star Wars fandom. What are you yeah. talking about? So, um, and I'm I'm pretty much expecting at this point, Battlefront is going to follow Destiny's style of just DLC, constant yes. DLC. We're not going to necessarily get a new physical game. 
Um, cause really I would feel, I would be ticked off if I had to buy battlefront three next year after much, as much as I've invested in building up battlefront two. Yeah. So I feel like what they're going to do is they're just going to continue with this DLC. They're going to continue to drop content update, um, and extend the game. Yeah. Uh, which is what a lot of people, uh, games seem to be doing now. Oh Lord, you're telling me. I bought Skyrim at least three times on three different consoles. <laughs> oh, and see, and that's what I don't want to get into. And, and you know, the the ideal thing would be is if, you know, these link these games are linked to whatever account, you know, PlayStation or Xbox account that you have. And as the game follows an upgrade, all of your progress, all of that follows as well. Yeah. Um, because and- I, I, I hate the repurchasing. Yeah, that's something that genius that Mojang has started doing is, you know, you buy Minecraft on one, uh, like I bought it on Xbox, and now I have all of that on my Switch as well, mm-hmm. and that's very nice. Yeah, um, I, I really hope they continue to just kind of build up on Battlefront rather than eventually replace it. Um, you know, I, I don't know where technology sits as far as how capable they are to con- like how far they can extend the life of the game. Um, but I hope, I hope that we just kind of get it built up rather than replaced eventually. Yeah. Um, so the other thing is that respawn entertainment is going to be releasing uh, star Wars fall star Wars fallen. Ah, God, wait, this title. I hate this title. Um, <laughs> I hope this isn't final star Wars Jedi fallen order. So there's like Star Wars pause, Jedi pause, Fallen Order. Yeah. Uh, That's what a lot of people are saying Episode Nine's going to be called. Fallen Order? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I doubt it. I doubt. I, I Because because they've announced the game title, I doubt it. Yeah. Um, I'm fine with Fallen Order for this. It's just Jedi Fallen Order. It just doesn't roll very well for me. Mm. Um, so the game's coming out next year, 2019, and it's set following Order 66, uh, and has you taking the role of a Padawan. Um, Are we going to the Padawan Academy? No, <laughs> never again. Um, the Padme Academy. So the the kind of uh, the question prompt I have here is: Will this game be more Force Unleashed or Alien Isolation slash Last of Us kind of style? Uh, which, if you don't know, so Force Unleashed is much more hack and slash where. You're this overpowered Jedi Sith character, and you just rampage through. There's really not many uh, obstacles that can slow you down much. You're just constantly going at it um, for the lightsaber combat and the action. Alien Isolation and The Last of Us are both games that are similar in the sense of uh, pacing and suspense and energy, where you're you're going to need to hide sometimes. You're going to have to sneak around. You're not going to just rush in and fight uh, everybody. You can't fight the alien. Oh, um, that game gave me anxiety. And that yeah. was just from watching you play it. Uh, and so I feel like, I mean, my thought is that it could it could have its moments of action, but I feel like it would actually better itself if it's more like isolation and such where, you know, you have to sneak out of the temple maybe. You mm-hmm. have to sneak around the clones or you have to sneak around and not get caught by uh, different inquisitors or something and and that's the other thing uh are we going to see inquisitors because we know inquisitors uh, according to the darth vader comic were around fairly close after the events of uh order 66 so yeah. you know oh gosh could you imagine like 
the opening um, sequence of the game is you like running away from the Jedi Temple as Anakin is like, oh, <laughs> come here, boy. Come <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I you know I I mean I kind of what I'm I'm imagining that the opening will be that the opening will be that sequence, but it so you'll the game will start with the Jedi purge. Yeah. And as you escape, maybe you get on some freighter um, in, you know, the lower levels of Coruscant, um, you know, title card shows up. Uh, uh-huh. and, and then we get a, a bit of a jump, um, maybe a few months or so. I mean, all we know is it sets it's set after Order 66 as a Padawan. So we mm-hmm. don't it doesn't all have to happen right after Order 66. Um, so I'm kind of hoping for you know, goes into hiding or something. I, I don't know. It, it's going to be hard not to make it feel like um, Kanan's story a little bit. Um, that was Kanan's story? What? Did he escape after Order 66? You're what? going to have to read the comics. It's a good comic. <sighs> I don't want to spoil it. But he, is, he escapes. And, and you, you're going to have to read the comics and read I need uh, to catch up. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, she's been able to absorb off of my knowledge of Star Wars for so long. So um, now I have to do work. Ew. <laughs> you're gonna love it though. Uh, Kanan's story is really great, and you know, just as a shout out, if you haven't read the comics or read the books, um, do that. Just do it. Uh, so that was so eloquent. I almost passed. <laughs> so out. convincing. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, there's not. We don't know much. Basically, at E3. Some lady came up with a mic uh, to the representative of Respawn and was like, hey, you've got something to talk about. And he's like, yeah. Uh, and I, I mean, I was expecting a trailer. I was expecting something. And basically, he just said, yeah, we're going to release this game. Um, we'll have a trailer next year. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks um, for the avocado. <laughs> So there's really not a lot to talk about. Um, really, I was prompted with the discussion of what kind of format it's going to take from Alex from Star Wars Explained because he kind of, he kind of is the one that got me onto the idea of oh wow, like sneaking around clone troopers in the Jedi Temple. That sounds that sounds anxiety-inducing and fun. <laughs> You're gonna love that. I'm gonna hate. Yeah. That. So um, Cody, no. <laughs> uh, I don't. What? Cody. Cody. Cody wasn't there. Cody wasn't there. No. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was with obi-wan on you to pal you did pal <laughs> all right uh so last thing um for gaming news star wars uh secrets of the empire which if you don't know is a vr experience uh hosted by void at uh, disney springs and actually opening up in several other places there i believe is one coming to atlanta which is awesome they did a slight update um, now, as you play, you get points for your actions that at the end will determine the kind of bounty that is placed on you. Uh, you'll be emailed following a wanted poster afterwards. Um, the official thing uh, uh, from StarWars.com says, Upon completing Secrets of the Empire, you'll now receive an email from the Empire that directs to a hidden page on the void.com. There you'll find your own personal wanted poster featuring a security photo from the mission details of your crimes and the bounty on your head. The crimes listed are actually achievements and the more you earn, the more you're worth to the empire. So both in star Wars and in our own galaxy, you'll know how well you really did. And so, uh, I don't believe they've detailed it, but you know, maybe you're a sharpshooter for how many, you know, uh, basically not shooting like a stormtrooper. Um, so how many stormtroopers you kill um, and different kinds of 
achievements, I guess, how fast you were um, in it or, uh, you know, different things. And so it really basically at the end gives you a score now. Mm -hmm. Um, And so with the idea that they're still updating and working on Secrets of the Empire, does this mean we will see its sequel eventually? Um, What do you think? I... I think it would be great to see a sequel from it. Um, Personally, I enjoyed the story while we were going through it. Um, It's a completely unique experience being put on or being having a VR helmet put on you, having a gun put in your hand and running through what is basically a maze Mm -hmm. where you can't see what's actually there. Right. You're it's alternate reality. Mm -hmm. It, freaked me out (laughs) it was really immersive it It was was really cool immersive Uh, especially when you get on the skiff and you uh, because the 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 story takes place on mustafar if you guys don't know and there's one section where you get off your ship and take a skiff over to the actual facility and you feel the heat you you smell the the cinder and smoke like it it it, it's like you're really there i was so afraid of falling yeah it it really feels like you're you're Dear Lord. It, your depth perception really messes with you. Yeah, I can't imagine doing that with, like, flying a ship or something. Because that would be even worse. Funny you mention that. So, I, I had on here... Uh, so, Galaxy's Edge, we know that's coming, that's yes. opening. And, by the way, I didn't put this in here, but we did get an update of some photos from it. It's coming together very well. Yeah. Looks awesome. Check out our Twitter for those photos. Yes, it's somewhere on there. Um, could Galaxy's Edge... Uh, feature a void center with more VR experiences. I'd love a sequel to this because it really sets it up for one, but could it feature things like uh, more war style missions? So it's much more, maybe it's uh, team versus oriented uh, or, or maybe it's just your team versus AI teams. Uh, you're sent to capture an objective objective. Uh, maybe dog fights. Uh, you know, you, strap into an x-wing cockpit and you know have to fly and take out some tie fighters i know when i played the star wars pod at dave and buster's that was awesome it's the best star Um, wars game in in an arcade i'm just gonna oh my gosh kids hate me because i just take it over yeah um you put your quarter on the thing that means you have the next game (laughs) it children don't don't understand that uh back in the day (laughs) you make me look old um and uh so dog fights pod racing i would love uh, a racing-oriented uh, VR experience. That would be so cool. You know what I would be saying the whole time? I'm a pilot, you know. I'm a pilot, you know. <laughs> now, this is pod racing. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, hopefully Galaxy's Edge features those sorts of things. Um, if you guys are listening, tell us what you think um, and uh, what you'd like to see. If Galaxy's Edge features VR, what would you like to see? Uh, would you even like them to experience it? Have you done Secrets of the Empire? What did you think? All these questions, you talk must answer them. Talk to us. Um, we have so many different ways to talk to us. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, but that's pretty much it for the gaming news. And so now we have books. Yes, John, books. Smooth, Megan. Smooth <laughs> transition. Very smooth. <laughs> I personally love books. You like books i do as far as i know mm-hmm. um so especially star wars books yes well you're in luck john there are several i've been personally reading um the audible 
Darth Plagueis novel. You've been reading the Audible? I've been <laughs> reading the Aud- I've been listening to someone else read Darth Plagueis to me, like a bedtime story. Great book. Yeah, it's, it's very, like, Shakespearean and airy. And mm-hmm. well, it's, it's, it's Palpatine. It's, yeah. it's, uh, this is the man who Poopletine, decided. So. <laughs> it's papal time. It's so. the man who took Anakin to the opera to divulge his evil plan. <laughs> so yeah. I shouldn't be surprised. But there are quite a few Star Wars books coming out in the next couple of months. There is. There is. One uh, for young readers that I was excited about is a book called Star Wars Search Your Feelings, which comes out on October 2nd, just in time for my niece Addie's birthday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one of those really cool uh, kids' books. Uh, the description is happy, hopeful, lonely, sad, excited, anxious, guilty, mad. The galaxy is an emotional place. Feelings are still felt way out here in space. You're not alone, so don't be blue like Thrawn. Just search your feelings. You know it to be true. This is racist against Thrawn. <laughs> Telling him don't not be, to be blue. blue. Don't be blue. <laughs> What's his race? Uh, Chiss. Bless you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that one um, sounds really good for our niece. And, and it's good for kids just in general. There's actually a good bit. Um, if you have time, go to StarWars.com. Check out the descriptions of the other Young Reader stuff. Yeah. They've got a, a few nice sounding Young Reader books. Yeah. So, moving on to slightly older readers. Uh, general, on, general, general audience. General audiences. On 1030, just on... <clears throat> Just in time for Halloween, we have Women of the Galaxy. Oh, yes. That's that's the most Halloween topic I could think of. <laughs> Spooky women. Oh, so scary. Uh. <laughs> well, most people are afraid of women. So, it's mostly going to be a book about, you know, their heroes, villains, Jedi, and Sith, senators, and scoundrels, mothers, mercenaries, artists, and pilots. They're like Barbie. They have a lot of jobs. <laughs> Women of Star Wars in the Star Wars galaxy drive its stories and its saga forward on every level. This beautifully illustrated, fully authorized book. Who would not authorize it? Weird. Profiles 75 fascinating female characters from across the films, fiction, comics, animation, and games. Featuring my girl, Leia Organa, General Leia. Rey, Ahsoka Tano, Aiden Verso. Versio. Versio, whatever. Jin Erso, I know who that is. Rose Tico, my girl, also. And Maz Kanata, and many more. Each character is explored through key story beats, fresh insights, and behind-the-scenes details by female and non-binary artists. Here is an inspiring celebration of the characters that help create a galaxy far, far away. I can see this one being interestingly accepted by some, but I think it's a good thing for young ladies to look up to. Yeah, well, and I mean, my thing is, and by the way, it's by Amy Ratcliffe, who does great work with Star Wars content and in general. Um, I think the thing here is not to uh, celebrate it as a book about women for women, although it, it certainly will be that. But if you just like 
the inspiring stories of Star Wars. If you just like the awesomeness that is Star Wars, then you should love this kind of book. It it does feature the women of the galaxy. That's its selling point and and everything. And um, I mean, there's plenty of uh, amazing and strong women in Star Wars to celebrate. Absolutely. Um, but they're not to be celebrated because they're women, just because they're awesome, in, yeah. in, in my opinion. So um, I feel like a lot of people are going to miss out if they just look at it as a, a women's book for women. Um, I think yeah. it's just a celebration of great, inspiring and empowering characters in the galaxy. Um, and, you know, certainly, I mean, from the list of names that's mentioned here, you know, uh, there's quite a lot to talk about. Um, oh, absolutely. We're probably going to do an in-depth look when that comes out. Yeah. And so, and on StarWars.com, you can actually see some of the exclusive art that was made for that. There's some great mm -hmm. stuff. It's gorgeous. Um, so, uh, all together, I think that's going to be a really good one. Out next year in, what's that? March. March. Yeah. That's what that number is. Um is going to be Star Wars The Queen's Shadow, which sounds very pretty. It sounds very regal. Um, by our author E.K. Johnston. And she wrote Ahsoka, mm -hmm. correct? Yes. Awesome. So. Very good book. Yeah. This book is going to be about Padme Amidala um, and how she served Naboo well as its queen. But now she is ready to begin a new chapter in her life. Which will end soon after. <laughs> Way to bring down the conversation. Yep. Then the newly elected queen asks Padme to serve Naboo in a capacity as its senator. And she's grown very beautiful for a senator. With the help of her devoted handmaidens, Padme must figure out how to navigate the treacherous waters of politics and forge a new identity beyond the queen's shadow. It sounds a lot like one of those... Like, Tudor novels. You know what I mean? Mm -mm. Well, when I was growing up, <laughs> there was a series of books about, you know, royalty uh, by Philippa K. Gregory or something. It sounds a lot like um, one of those. Like, I say like a lot. I've just realized that. Um, it sounds a lot like um, very medieval, regal. Queen's Court, that kind of thing, but in a Star Wars universe type yeah. way. Um, I'm really, I'm hoping it'll give some good glimpses into the kind of Senate stuff. Uh, I know not everybody's mm -hmm. excited about that sort of thing, but from some episodes of The Clone Wars where Padme's featured with uh, Senate treachery and conspiracy and adventure, um, it it kind of gets me excited um, because that those stories always turn out very very good. Um, and E.K. Johnston's very good. Uh, Ahsoka was a great novel and actually was the first time we got some glimpses of what Ahsoka went through after the Clone Wars uh, that we're going to finally be seeing in the new season. So that's really awesome. And Samantha, if you're listening, because I know you love the book Ahsoka, you're going to want to put a bookmark out there for uh, Queen Shadow. That's going to be awesome. Maybe someone will get it for their birthday. Who knows? Are you making? Are you, are, are you being sneaky? No, I'm no. telling Samantha <laughs> that I'm going to get it for. Her. <laughs> okay, well then, don't buy it. Don't buy it. Okay. Everybody else buy it though. Yes, absolutely. Um. So next up is one that I know that you're waiting for. 
Yes. It's going to be <laughs> the novelization of Solo, a Star Wars story. Mm-hmm. We're very excited about this one. And it's coming out uh, on 9-4 next year, correct? No, this year. This uh, year? Yes, it's coming out uh, this September. Oh. Uh, I stand corrected. Yep, it's it's just around the corner, and um, StarWars.com has been doing a great job of go, uh, dropping some exclusive uh, excerpts from this. Um, and Yeah, go the, read it. Yeah, it's really great. If you go over to StarWars.com, you can read those. Um, Hashtag promo. Yeah. Uh, so the story of the film expanded to include scenes of, and uh, alternate versions of the script uh, and additional content, giving deeper insights into Han's years. In the Imperial Navy, uh, Kira's past, and the beginnings of the Rebellion. Uh, fun fact, if you like Jin Erso, and if you like Emphis Nest, then you're going to want to read their story, because they kind of meet, and that's awesome! Um, but anyway, uh, so stuff like that, little tidbits they've been dropping in the excerpts, because I was originally going to sleep on this one, but uh, when I've read some of the excerpts of the exclusive stuff, I was like, that, you know, I, it was like with uh, The Last Jedi. I originally was going to skip on that, but what... The Last Jedi novelization adds number one just from being novelized, but then with expanding on certain things, um, it really goes leaps and bounds to make the story so much more uh, rich. And so, Solo, great movie. If you just want to watch the movie, that's awesome. But if you really want to add some depth to it, uh, I really recommend getting the novel. Um, I've been getting more and more excited for this one. Yeah, and as well on the Han Solo front, we have uh, coming out this year in November. Star Wars icons, Han Solo, mm-hmm. which sounds like fun. Um, and this one is a beautiful new tribute to our favorite scoundrel, my favorite scoundrel, certainly. Uh, Star, War- Star Wars icons, Han Solo by Gina McIntyre is coming November 13th, published by the U.S. Inside Editions and the U.K. by Ilex. The tome covers Han's ins- entire journey in great detail, completed with arresting imagery and photos, the McIntyre charts McIntyre charts the character's history from George Lucas's first explorations in the mid seventies to Harrison Ford's performance in the original trilogy and The Force Awakens, up to the high adventure personal origins in the original tale in Solo, a Star Wars story. It delves into his role in the novels, comics, and video games, and features exclusive new interviews with Harrison Ford, Alden, how do you say his last name? Ironwright. Okay. Mark Hamill, Billy D. Williams, (laughs) Peter Rayhew, Ron Howard, J.J. Abrams, Lawrence Kasdan, Jonathan Kasdan, and many more. Uh, Kasdan. Um, okay. You, you got really firm on that. Um, Kasdan. Uh, Lawrence was uh, writing with George uh, for much of Solo's character in the original trilogy, and his son Jonathan came on. At, correct me if I'm wrong. I believe Lawrence is the dad, Jonathan's the son, but um, Jonathan was uh, recruited in for The Force Awakens to help write for Han Solo, and then again for Solo, a Star Wars story. Uh, so the Kasdan. Uh, family is very enriched in knowledge of who Solo is as a character, not just like bullet points of information, but they know what he thinks, the way he would respond to things. So um, they're very important um, voices to the character that will uh, 
be kind of dissected and picked apart in this book and something I'm really excited for. And if you like Han Solo, it's going to be a great book. And if it, it, I'm pretty sure it's either going to be largely canon content um, or it should at least identify what's legends and canon. Disney has been sure. doing great about letting you know what you're reading and what you're getting. So you're not getting it confused, but um it, it, it'd be a great way to really catch up with who Han is in the canon uh, and, and learn more about him. Um, certainly, uh, the books and the comics have really helped flesh out. I, I, I'm a big pusher of read the other content, check out the other things, because uh, there's so much of Star Wars that's expounded on and and made richer or more rich, however you say it, by, by the ex- extra Enriched. stuff. Uh, from Clone Wars and Rebels to comics and books... Um, you know, you're really limiting your view of Star Wars if you're not checking it out. You can still enjoy that stuff, and we'll kind of talk about that in tomorrow's show, but uh, definitely consider, if you're not already, check out the extra content. Um, and this one, uh, if you're a fan of Han, it's a great thing to put on your uh, wish list. So Yeah. That would be a great time for an audi- Audible.com sponsorship. That would be great. <laughs> Amazon. We don't need no sponsors. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Uh, check us out on Patreon. So, next is one that I'm personally excited about. I'm probably going to get this one from myself. Uh, is Star Wars Master and Apprentice out in April? February. February? What? <laughs> I'm dumb. No, you're not. <laughs> out Just in can't February. Read. <laughs> I can't read. Uh, out February. Yeah. So... Uh, apparently, this book is set before the events of The Phantom Menace, which is going to be very exciting if you like Qui-Gon and if you like Obi-Wan, because they are the Master and Apprentice. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> and I'm really excited about this one, because I don't think we got enough Qui-Gon in the movie. Preach. Preach the stars. <laughs> but yeah, so... I'm excited about that one. You have anything you want to see in the book? Uh, well, first of all, uh, it's by Claudia Gray, um, which uh, she authored Bloodline not long ago. If you haven't read it and you love Leia and just really are thriving for post Return of the Jedi uh, content, great book to read. Mm-hmm. Um, and you should love Leia. Yes, you should. If you're not, you're doing something wrong. You're not. Doing um, Obviously, I, I love Qui-Gon Jinn. Um, he is my favorite part of everything about The Phantom Menace. And um, I, I, I chomp at the bit for anything. And and we'll talk about comics next week, but he's getting a comic run um, in Age of the Republic, which is coming out uh, down the road. And I'm really excited for that. So I'm just happy to have Qui-Gon. Um, it'll be interesting to see young Obi-Wan stuff. Um, and it'll be interesting to see if this story has Obi-Wan and Satine cross paths since we know that happens, um, when he's under the tutelage of Qui-Gon. Um, who did? So Obi-Wan and Satine had a romantic relationship at some (gasps) point in the past. Um, and we really get that explored in the Clone Wars, um, only through expository, uh, conversation. So it's only kind of alluded to. Uh, but it's very clear that they had it feelings for each other. So it'd be interesting if that's a part. I don't really want it to be the whole thing. Um, 
but it'd be interesting if that's a part of it. Uh, it really reminds me of the old Star Wars Apprentice books where um, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan went after Qui-Gon's failed apprentice, uh, I believe it's Xanatos, um, which it was a weird, it was a little weird here and there, but overall the interactions of Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan were always very uh, high quality. So if it's got that vibe going for it, I'm going to be excited. Claudia Gray's great, so I really trust her. Um, so yeah, I think, I think it'll be a good one. I'm glad to see so much prequel content. Oh my gosh. Thank you. <laughs> um, I, I still haven't forgotten about return of the Jedi, uh, post return of the Jedi content, Disney. So don't think you've won me over, but thank you for the prequel <laughs> stuff. <laughs> yeah. So update. I'm now holding a skeletal cat. <laughs> yep, she just keeps holding things guys. When I start, uh, rambling on, you can best believe my wife's holding something. Um, Holding on to my sanity. Yeah. All right. Uh, so is that it for the books? I believe so. Alrighty. So now uh, on to TV news. Uh, so the big thing with San Diego Comic-Con was that Clone Wars was announced to be coming back. Um, yeah. And that's the whole reason we've got the, uh, the Clone Wars show on Thursday um, starting is because, you know, Introducing you, kind of rewatching it, and kind of just having fun talking about it up mm -hmm. to the point that we get more of it. So I already have questions. Lots of them. Well, you, we'll get there. Uh, this is not the question and answer show. Thank uh -huh. you. So um, just remember, guys, uh, this episode's a tad long, but you can always skip to just what you want, or you can just listen to it in sections. Um, that's part of what we're trying to do to make it more available and accessible to you. So, but hopefully everybody's excited about this Clone Wars. So, Star Wars: The Clone Wars will be returning with twelve all-new episodes on Disney's direct-to-consumer streaming services. So, the Disney Netflix is where this will be exclusive to, uh, which I think is just awesome marketing. And if some people weren't convinced to get it, they're going to definitely get it now. So, huh? I was already. Going oh gosh, to. definitely. Disney um, already owns my honey. They don't need like. <laughs> You don't need to market to me. You already own me. You, you already got me, babe. So, um, so what will we see in the new season? Good question, John. Um, what we know so far, we know we're getting the Siege of Mandalore. We've gotten that pretty clearly advertised with the poster featuring the clone helmet with Ahsoka's markings on it, um, and seeing uh, Ahsoka and Bo-Katan in the um, trailer. Uh, we see pretty easily in, um, and and can definitely say we're getting the siege of Mandalore uh, which we again back to Claude uh, to EK Johnson's uh, Ahsoka book um, we've gotten glimpses of but this is going to be seeing it fully realized that's the definite everything else is uh, up in the air um, a lot of people are thinking that the story reels that were previously semi-completed um, all voiced and um, storyboarded not animated, um, could be what we get, which would be the Crystal Crisis, Bad Batch. Um, oh my gosh, my, my mind is blanking. I wish um, I could help you. But. Crystal Crisis, uh, Bad Batch, and there was something else. Um, Bad Batch, the story of Obi-Wan making cookies. <laughs> uh, no, it's about 
uh, I, will, I won't tell you what's about because we may. The the thing is, uh, we may talk about the story reels if we see that they're not going to be featured in the um, new season. But there's potential that they could be. We know we see, or I know that we see one of the Bad Batch clones in the trailer. So um, a lot of people are pretty confirmed on Bad Batch. Uh, a lot of people are thinking Crystal Crisis. Um, which kind of alludes to the beginnings of harvesting for the Death Star. Um, I don't think we're going to get the Ventress arc because we already got that in the book, uh, Dark Disciple. Ah, yes, Humanoid Giraffe. <laughs> um, and I don't think we're going to get uh, the Darth Maul arc because we got that in Darth Maul, Son of Dathomir comics. Um, I have a question for you, John. Is it relative? Yes. Okay. Where does a Jedi go to get his clothes? At the Darth Maul. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> Everything's half off. <laughs> ah! I hate um, you. so I I don't I don't know. Uh, I I'm just happy that we're getting new stuff. Siege of Mandalore uh, is is exciting me. Um. And so uh, if you're listening, let us know what do you think is going to be in the new season. What do you want to see in the new season? Um, everybody should just be happy that we're getting new a new season. Uh, we're getting more Ahsoka. You cannot argue with that. I know a lot of people were saying, oh, 12 episodes, we want more. But, I mean, I'm just glad to be getting it at all. Yeah. Um, Beggars can't be choosers. Yeah. And, I mean, this is generous enough of uh, Lucasfilm and Disney to give us. And um, just so great. Uh, so, uh, but... Let us know what you think will be in it, um, and let us know. Uh, do you think this will lead straight up into Revenge of the Sith, um, or you know, where where do you think this will end? And Episode Three will begin. Um, also, and this is more kind of for us since you know we watch a lot of Netflix, but yes, most streaming episodes, most like direct to Netflix stuff, is usually not your standard thirty minute like. Most stuff is like 45 minutes or even a full hour. Um, since we know we're getting 12 episodes, do you think maybe that might be the route they go? Do you think maybe they could be more than standard? I, I, I admit I would – it would be – I'd be disappointed if it's 30 just because it would go so quick. I'd be happy to have it, but it would go so quick. Um, like I'd, I'd watch it in one night, in one sitting, honestly. You would. You've done that. Yeah. Also, um, thank you for asking me a question while I had a mouthful of water. <laughs> well, that's why I kind of jumped back in because <laughs> I saw you were incapacitated. Um, just drowning a So what bit. do you think? Um, I think for it being an animated uh, show, I think they're going to do a conservative 30 minutes probably. I mean, I would want more, but at the same time, I'm cool with 30 minutes. Yeah. I mean... If they, especially if they use the story reels and more fully animate them, unless yeah. they add stuff to them, those are already docketed as 22 minute standard, you know, run episodes. Yeah. Um, and if you look at it, I mean, there are so many cartoons that are on today that are 10 minutes even. Mm -hmm. Like a standard episode of Adventure Time is only 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I don't know. It'll, I'll, I, I again I will be happy and I hope everyone else is happy with whatever we get um but I do hope that they're longer so it's a much fuller and extended experience but yeah. again I love Clone Wars so I'll be happy with whatever I get 
You get what you get, and you don't pitch a fit. That is a good lesson for Star Wars fans. Mm -hmm. All right. uh, So then the next thing is um, in more recent uh, edition. Originally, this was not on our docket to discuss because at the time I had written for this, we didn't have anything on Star Wars Resistance. (laughs) Um, But as I've learned this past week, uh, Disney and Lucasfilm don't care what my script writing schedule is because they just drop a whole bunch of stuff on us. Um, So Star Wars Resistance. Uh, this is a new show, um, coming, uh, from Disney. It's kind of the, uh, successor to Rebels in our, um, animated show slot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to debut on Sunday, uh, the Lord's Day, uh, October 7th. So you, oh, and October 7th, seven, the number of completions. So I'm not saying it's going to be great, but it's going to be great. That's just, you know. That's standard. Who are you, bi- David Lynch. <laughs> uh, biblical math, ma'am. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be great. Um, the trailer comes complete with familiar faces like Poe Dameron uh, and everyone's happy, happy, happily beeping buddy. That's a mouthful. BB-8. Um, BB-8 is also a mouthful. <laughs> uh, a glimpse oh at the God. new cast of characters, include, including uh, Kazuto Zayano. Uh, the young pilot recruited by the Resistance, and an introduction to the Colossus, a massive refueling platform on an outer rim ocean planet. The series is set prior to the events of The Force Awakens and welcomes Oscar Isaac and Gwendolyn Christie uh, to voice cast, reprising their roles as Poe Dameron and Captain Phasma, respectively. Yay! Phasma getting... Hopefully. Uh, In the one-hour premiere, The Recruit, Poe and BB-8 assign Kaz to the Colossus, where he meets a cast of colorful new aliens, droids, and creatures. Uh, While undercover um, to spy on the growing threat of the First Order, Kaz works as a mechanic and lives with Poe's old friend Jaeger, Jaeger! um, (laughs) a veteran pilot uh, who operates Starship Repair Shop uh, by his crew, Tam, Niku, and a battered old astromech called Bucket. Um, He's a bucket. I love how... During the original trilogy, uh, R2 was a secret grumpy bot, yeah. and then they just kind of fully embraced that with K2, and then with uh, Chopper, and now we've got Bucket. So they're just, they're rolling with this whole, for people to love a droid, he's got to be sassy, grumpy, and just, you well, know. Look at BB-8. He's adorable. And he can fit your He mouth. was quickly replaced with K2, though. <laughs> Very true. I love K2. He oh, reminded gosh. Me Alan Tudyk. Yeah. So, so great. Yes. So, uh, again, this wasn't originally on because it wasn't announced at San Diego Comic-Con. Didn't seem like we were getting much, um, but we did. And so the trailer released. You can go find it. Um, One sad note is that there is a huge amount of dislike on the uh, trailer video. Um, The number of dislikes versus likes on the video versus and just going into the comment sections which i don't recommend doing please don't don't Uh, troll those depths it's it's really sad to see but there's there's a lot of negativity already but yeah as we like to bring positivity what what did you think of the trailer i thought it was great i love the cell shaded animation style it reminded me so much of uh something i've been playing a lot of lately uh zelda breath of the wild i freaking love that game if you want to talk to me about that on twitter i'm absolutely there for you (laughs) at all times um it looked a lot like a lot of um animation coming out lately uh the cell shaded 3d art style has become very popular in recent years um 
it's really stylized. Like that was the first thing I said to you. It, it, it's very niche in its art style. Yeah. Um, it's, um, it's being kind of shouldered as anime inspired, which yeah. I see some of, not it's a not whole a lot. Thing, it's kind of, it's anime inspired in the way Avatar is, I think, in the sense that it's not meant to be called an anime, but it clearly takes influence, especially when you see yeah. characters like Jaeger and um, <laughs> some of the, the like the ship styles and everything. It, it does feel a bit like that, but, um, you know, this style isn't new. I remember I grew up um, with Star Wars Cybertron and Energon were both shows that were 3D animated and cel shaded and were really great. You mean Transformers? Is that not what I said? You said Star Wars. Did I? Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Star Wars on the brain. Uh, Transformers, Cybertron, and Energon, uh, both great shows and feature a lot of my favorite voice actors. But um, both yeah. of those shows were were in a similar style. Um, Voltron, uh, the new Voltron on Netflix, is in this style as well. Yeah. And, I mean, you just see it everywhere you look. And because this is a kid's show, you know, keep keep that in mind. This This is for kids. Yeah. Um, I, and now I don't say that to, I, I, I'm not one of those, I'm not a fan of people that say, you know, Star Wars is for kids. So just shut up. Yeah. Um, I believe that Star Wars considers kids. I believe that Star Wars considers adults. I believe Star Wars considers all of its fans. So to write it off as just a kid's show isn't fair, uh, because I know that they have fans like me in mind. I already know from the trailer of seeing different Mandalorian symbols to seeing different, um, different species of yeah. uh, well-known characters like uh, Nikto and such, uh, and a fat Rodian, which was hilarious. Um, <laughs> seeing that kind of stuff, I know, you know, that's funny to kids, but that's also nice for me. And so mm -hmm. I know, yeah, it's specifically targeted towards and slotted on a channel meant for kids. Yeah. But I know that the Star Wars is considering us in, in, in yeah. it. Um, and that's a good thing to keep in mind is, you know, while, you know, Star Wars has for this particular show it has older fans in its sites for a lot of stuff as you said it's on a time slot and a, a channel that is usually for children and while we're talking about you know all of these things to do with resistance i want us as fans to keep in mind you know this could be a kid's first time watching star wars mm -hmm. this could be a kid's first experience with the magic of Star Wars. Like when you're thinking about it, when you're getting ready to comment on a video saying that this looks stupid and your your views are bad and you should feel bad. Think about how you felt the first time that you saw Star Wars. Cause that's what a kid's gonna feel when they see resistance. Absolutely. Like that's amazing. Yeah, and and you know it's it's like with the, the new uh, sequel trilogy, like knowing that kids are falling in love with Star Wars because of Rey and yeah. because of Kylo and you know and Finn and and even you know General Leia, uh, you know they're falling in love with these characters uh, for the first time, uh, and you know regardless of how different they are from what we expected, uh, you know, it's, it's great to know that star Wars is living on, yeah. uh, and continuing, uh, thanks to great shows like the clone wars, rebels, uh, resistance, those young reader books, comics, all kinds of things. So many things are, it, 
everything Star Wars is eventually someone's first Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm I'm really glad that this is gonna be some kid's first thing. Oh, absolutely. Um, you better believe I'm gonna sit down with my niece Addie and we're gonna watch it together. Yeah. And I mean, all together, it it looks like a lot of fun. Um, from the trailer, it looks fun. There's a lot of cool Easter eggs in the ships and designs, and I think overall, it'll be it'll be just that. It'll be like Solo. It'll be fun. Yeah. So. And there's nothing wrong with fun. No, it, something can just be fun. It yes. doesn't have to add something significant to the saga. It can just be fun. Exactly. So uh, on to some behind the scenes stuff, kind of talk about some of the actors, the director, which we do know to be Dave Filoni, but he has some interesting stuff to say. Um, and so uh, directed by Dave Filoni, but uh, he said this uh, about the series. He said, so right now resistance is a bit different in that I'm not on that day to day. I created and set it in motion, but I've given it to others to raise up people that I've worked with a long time who I think deserve the opportunity to tell stories and i think it's exciting and i give them my thoughts and notes i was just doing that this morning like george would give me so that's fun uh and and so he kind of captures that i mean he even in giving this show to other people is giving other people a chance to create uh, a little bit more independently their first kind of star wars experience as well and um he's really taking on the role lucas had with him during the clone wars uh george lucas you know, a lot of people forget George Lucas was the creative mind behind Clone Wars. Mm -hmm. Dave Filoni was tasked with molding that into what became the show. But what he was given was straight from George Lucas. And so it's really awesome and um, really cool to see Dave Filoni kind of take that role with this new team that he's working with. Um, you know, being the creative mind behind it and just kind of giving it to a team that he mm -hmm. trusts. Uh, and... I think that's what's going to pull in a lot of these interesting designs and styles and characters yeah. and everything. So let's talk about who's who in Star Wars Resistance. 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 Stop resisting. Resistance is futile. All right. So uh, Christopher Sean as Kazuto Zayano. Uh, Kazuto or Kaz is Resistance's main character. It seems Poe Dameron raises him up from the rank and file of the New Republic to become a resistance spy on Colossus, a refueling station on a water world where racing ships is a way of life. Um, some of Christopher Sean's stuff is Days of Our Lives, Bold and the Beautiful, Hawaii Five-O, and a few other things. But he's uh, very live-action oriented mm -hmm. in, uh, in a lot of his stuff. But uh, he's our main character. Then we have Scott Lawrence as Jarek Yeager. A veteran pilot who operates a starship repair shop. Jarek Yeager is an old friend of Poe Dameron's. He takes in Kazuda, and judging by the trailer, he'll quickly find out Kaz's true purpose on the Colossus. Um, some of Scott's work includes Avatar, um, Star Trek Into Darkness, Star Trek Voyager, Time Cop, and Ruby, and just a lot more stuff. Um, yeah, I totally didn't have to Google him to find out who he was. There you go. Uh Susie McGrath as uh, Tam Rivora, I believe is how you pronounce it, um, who is a mechanic in Jaeger's shop. Uh, the Looking it up, I'm not too sure if this is her, but the only thing I could find for Susie McGrath is Law & Order UK, um, which it is being described that uh, Susie, who's working on Resistance, is a British actress. So um, I believe that's her. If so, she's very young and upcoming. Um, but uh, oh. yeah. 
She's British. You know what that means. Obi-Wan's her dad. <laughs> Hashtag uh, Obi-Wan is Tam's dad. Uh, let's start that one. Hashtag next child being named Tam. <laughs> Tam Tam. Uh, <laughs> Josh Tam-tam Brenner. Said. Josh Brenner as Niku Vozo. Niku Vozo is uh, a Nikto uh, who also works in Jaeger's shop. Uh, he's one of the green Nikto. Um, uh, he... Barata. Nikto. That that's the reference, um, but there's three different species of Nikto. He's the green one. Okay. <laughs> uh, he works in Jaeger's shop and is seemingly kind of a supportive role to Kaz. Uh, he has references from Ducktales, Rebels, Max Steel, and more. Ducktales. Ducktales. Woo. <laughs> uh, we don't have an actor for Bucket. I imagine uh, if he has a speaking <laughs> role, it'll probably just be Matthew Wood. They're just gonna hold a bucket full of marbles up to the microphone and just go. <laughs> <"Kruh, kruh, kruh." laughs> um, I got a very uh, Star Tours droid vibe from him. One of the old school Ooh. Star Tours dri- uh, droids. Ooh. So, uh, if that's the case, uh, I mean, we know he's mostly astromech, but um, if he has a speaking role, I imagine Matthew Wood would step in for that. Um, Most likely, he does pretty much everything. <laughs> yeah, any anything droid. Um, and so if not, it'll just be astromech boops, uh, beep, bloppity boop, uh, hashtag astromech boops. Yeah. 2018. <laughs> so he's the last member of the crew. Uh, he's a battered old astromech droid who seems to be missing his entire dome. Um, and so, Same. yeah, uh, he sounds, uh, again, he sounds like that grumpy droid character. Uh, so if you love chopper in rebels, you'll love bucket. Uh, so Myrna Valesco uh, as Tora Doza. Tora Doza is one of Kaz's rival pilots um, on the station. Uh, and uh, she at least doesn't want him to explode. She seems to kind of be in, in there with him. Uh, so it's kind of like a whole Goku Vegeta thing where they're going to be like enemies and then, you know, become best friends. So, um, but they still hate each other. Maybe. Uh, so, uh, she is accredited with things like Confessions of a Gangster, Elena of Avalor, which is a Disney production, um, or Elena, uh, and also Modern Family, um, and some other things. Uh, Rachel Batura as Leo Organa, veteran voice actor Rachel Batura, uh, has been given the task of delivering a solid Leia performance. Um, she's got things like Nick's TMNT as Krang Prime. I specifically mention that because... Bring me those turtles. <laughs> you like Krang. I do like Krang. Um, she's also credited with things like Tom and Jerry, uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle, Family Guy, and literally a ton more. Um, Was she Rocky or Bullwinkle? Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You're so helpful. Um, other actors uh, included are Donald Faison. Um, is, uh, he's playing Hype Faison. <laughs> um and he's from scrubs uh Love and, scrubs yes good show jim rash as flicks uh from community yes. uh flicks isn't from community jim rash is from community <laughs> yes he is um and bobby moynihan from snl is playing orca which is really awesome um really cool guy uh i love a lot of his skits so can you smell skits. that pepper can you smell that pepper? I was hoping you would do that, but also I was kind of dreading it. Um, so, man, full cast, awesome stuff. Uh, so, 
And and as mentioned, we have Oscar Isaac as Poe and Gwendolyn Christie as Phasma. So we know we'll be getting some of them. Yes. I know though that they're both very dreamy. Uh, I know they're both going to kind of be very minimal in their appearances. It'll be kind of like uh, Darth Vader and Rebels, probably where they show up for the significant stuff, but not often. Yeah, just come up out of nowhere. Um, I mean, I do wish Phasma would get some awesome stuff, but because it's kind of more spy, secret oriented of, you know, find the find the bad guys. Um, I don't know how much action we'll get from First Order. So, but all together, uh, our general consensus is it looks good. Yeah. We're very excited for it. Yeah, I'm excited for something that I can watch with the younger members of my family. Mm-hmm. There are quite a few. Yeah, and so, um, and I know, like, some of the kids in our Sunday school class, like, that we talk about Star Wars with, um, I look forward to having conversations about this as, as they watch it, so. Yeah. All together exciting stuff, um, and so, uh, now that that's done, we just, uh, we have a little bit more to go, and then we'll wrap up. All right, so to wrap up the news, um, we've got a release date for Solo. Uh, you can own it digitally September 14th, which is also the day that uh, I believe Predator comes out. Um, and you can have it on Blu-ray uh, on September 25th. It features a lot of stuff, a lot of extra content from discussions of characters, behind-the-scenes stuff, deleted scenes, all kinds of good stuff. Plenty. If you enjoyed the extra content of Last Jedi uh, then and Rogue One, then uh, this will be up your alley to get the you know full experience for Solo. Uh, and if you're not watching the extra content, why not do it? Do it now. Um, do it now. It's great uh, how much they add, especially if you haven't check out uh, the Jedi and the director. I believe is what it's called from the Last Jedi. It's a beautiful behind the scenes piece of Ryan and uh, Mark's work uh, behind the scenes. Um, yeah, there was also a gorgeous memorial piece um, for the life of Carrie Fisher yeah. and her journey through Star Wars. Which made me cry. I'm not. I'm not afraid to say I cry. Yeah, I'm a man. Uh, <laughs> no, you're not. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, if you're excited for Solo, then mark your calendars, check it out, watch all the content, um, and you know we uh, we may do a kind of not settled yet. We may do something around the release uh, when we when we get our hands on it. Don't know what that looks like yet. Uh, whether it's live tweeting or whether we stream. But we'll do something because we enjoyed Solo. Um, and then, uh, so tomorrow for comics uh, to look out for, you have Lando Double or Nothing uh, 4, um, which is a really fun little read. I've enjoyed all of Lando's kind of comic exp um, appearances, um, and this one continues to deliver each and every week. Uh, a, fun little, a fun little ride. Um, do you read it in his voice? Uh, yes, I try to. Um, I'm just huddled in, in our corner, you know, trying to sound like Billy D. Williams, although it's, uh, yeah. I was wondering why you were wearing that cape. <laughs> no capes. <laughs> um, so Lando double or nothing for it's out, uh, tomorrow. And then also out tomorrow is Poe Dameron annual Two. uh, Poe Dameron's series is coming to an end and it's pulling no punches. It is really ramping up to quite the finale, which I'm excited for. Uh, it's sad to see it go, but it's going very organically, and I'd rather them end it where it should uh, rather than continue it past its prime. So uh, be sure to check out those two releases. Um, 
We'll talk more about comics next week in news because there's a lot of upcoming stuff to talk about. We'll also review some of the things that came out this month. Um, and, you know, again, I'm a big pusher of the extra content, especially the comics. If you're not reading the comics, great ones to read are the main Star Wars line and the Darth Vader line, the, Do- uh, the Dr. Aphra line as well, mm-hmm. and the Poe Dameron line. Uh, really a lot. A lot of comics. Just read. Re- read. <laughs> read. <laughs> I'm pretty sure uh, Comixology has taken most of our money in the past few months. Yeah. Amazon. So, um, but yeah, so we love our comics. Uh, but that pretty much does it for news uh, this week. Again, I know it was a little long, um, but hopefully you were able to jump around to what you wanted to listen to if you couldn't catch the whole thing. And if you couldn't do it all in one sitting, you know, just take it a section at a time. Uh, and let us know how this sort of sectioning works. Does it help to know where to jump to? Is, is it helpful to be able to skip over what you don't want to listen to? Um, although, you know, we hope you listen to everything. Yeah. Uh, let us know. Give us some feedback. Yeah. Um, and otherwise, that's it for news. Um, you can always keep in contact with us on Twitter where we're constantly um, interacting with uh, news as it comes out or just in general uh, posting memes and such and having fun. Yeah. Don't forget that the herd is a community, and we love you. Yes. We are your herd parents. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. Come on, um, us. <laughs> over Twitter. Uh, yes, yeah, so Twitter, Facebook, um, you can check us out there. That's our social media stuff. Uh, we're also on Patreon, which if you're not following us there, it would be a good idea because we do post blogs, and we will have extra content there. Um, and, of course, you can support us, but you don't have to support us to be able to follow along with some things. Um, so, uh, if you follow us there, you'll get some, uh, good and extensive blog updates. Um, and I'm pretty sure that's, that's it. That's it for me too. All right. So until next time, this has been your herd leader, John Wayne. This has been Megan. And may the force be with you.